0: The reading is taken from Genesis chapter 12, verses 1 to 9, the call of Abram. The Lord had said to Abram, Go from your country, your people, and your father's household to the land I will show you. I will make you into a great nation, and I will bless you. I will make your name great, and you will be a blessing. I will bless those who bless you, and whoever curses you, I will curse. And all peoples on earth will be blessed through you. So Abraham went as the Lord had told him, and Lot went with him. Abraham was seventy five years old when he set out from Haran. He took his wife Sarai, his nephew Not, all the possessions they had accumulated and the people they had acquired in Haran, and they set out for the land of Canaan, and they arrived there. Abram travelled through the land as far as the site of the great tree at Morek, at Sheshem. At that time, the Canaanites were in the land. The Lord appeared to Abram and said, To your offspring I will give this land. So he built an altar there to the Lord who had appeared to him. From there he went on toward the hills east of Bethel and pitched his tent, with Bethel on the west and I on the east. There he built an altar to the Lord and called on the name of the Lord. Then Abraham set out and continued towards Negev. This is the word of the Lord.
1: I love the story of Abram. Abram who became Abraham. Because it's so human. And there's so much in this that we can resonate with. Packing up and moving is not easy. I think the hardest move that we have had as a family is when Johnny was 11 weeks old. And we packed up all our belongings onto a removals truck, filled our car and set off to Sheffield, where we were moving house. And I look back, at the time you do things, don't you? Because that's what you need to do. Paul had got a a, a job there, and his job in Edinburgh was running out, and we knew we needed to move. And our little baby was 11 weeks, and so we left all our support network, our family, our friends, and headed off to Sheffield. Now, you might think Sheffield is in the north. I thought Sheffield... For me, Sheffield was the
2: South.
1: It was giving up Scotland. It was leaving all that I knew. My mum was English, I was married to an Englishman, and that was fine. Everything was fine. But it's not easy packing up all your belongings, filling up the removals van, and moving to a place that you don't know. We rented for six months and then found a house Of our own. It was a temporary move, and Paul and I knew that. We were there for four and a half years, and during that time, Tom was born as well. And then Paul got his permanent post at Surrey University. And so another move was on the cards, this time with two little children. Johnny was four, just a bit over four. And we brought him down one weekend to Guildford, wandered around the university, trying to, you know, think how we explained this to him, that this is a nice place, you know, know, Daddy's got a new job, he's going to be working here, and that means we're going to be moving house. Now, he had been fascinated with um, moving house boards in Sheffield, and we'd spent a long time discussing what it meant to move house. Um, and why the boards were up outside houses. So I expected questions such as, will we have a board outside our house? Will we take our toilet and our bath? Because he was intrigued as to what you took when you moved house. Oh, no, no, not our son. So I said, actually, we're going to be moving here. And he looked at me and said, but mummy, all my friends are in Sheffield. You know, hardest question first, four-year-old son. And actually moving again with children who were then having to leave all that they knew. And all that meant something to them was hard. But yet throughout all of those things, God was with us. And we felt God with us in each move. Abraham packed up everything. He packed up all his possessions and all the people. It wasn't just him and his his close family. There were lots of them who God said, I want you to get up and I want you to go where I call you. Hebrews 11 is like what you would find on a gravestone or on an obituary for some of our great heroes of the Bible. And in Hebrews 11, this is what it says about Abraham. By faith, Abraham, when called to go to a place he would later receive as his inheritance, obeyed and went, even though he did not know where he was going. That's the bit that gets me. We knew where we were going. We knew. We had a house to go to. We knew what it would look like. We knew the town we were going. Abraham did not know where he was going. By faith, he made his home in the promised land, like a stranger in a foreign country. I know what that feels like. He lived in tents, as did Isaac and Jacob, who were heirs with him of the same promise. For he was looking forward to the city with foundations, whose architect and builder is God. He had his eyes fixed on God and was willing to go where he didn't know where he was going. Now that takes real faith and trust. It's hard enough going where you know where you are going to. But Abraham, or Abraham as he was then, heard God's voice, who said, follow me. And he listened and he obeyed and he trusted and he packed up everything and he went. And I just find that such an encouragement. Because it's so easy to read the Bible and think, it was easy for all those people. Actually, they were humans just like us. And so their experiences resonate so much with us. And there are points in our lives where we sit at a crossroads or stand at a crossroads. And the way ahead isn't as clear as we might like it to. Sometimes it's starting a new school. I know that some of you are going to be starting a new school. Lucy's starting a new school. That's a bit daunting, isn't it? Even though you know where you're going, you know some of the people who are there, there's something about the unknown and starting a new school. It's why it's good at this time of year to remind us that God is with us. Some of us are moving out. Matthew, I gather you might be moving on somewhere. Where are you moving to? Bangor. Another foreign land. Absolutely. And you, th- you stand on the crossroads thinking, I know what's ahead, I've read all the things, I've got all the forms, I've signed up for all the, the activities in Freshers' Week, but what will it actually look like? Who will my housemates be? You stand on the unknown. But we stand on the unknown with God with us. And that is the promise of Abraham. That no matter what lies ahead, we stand with God. Kia is standing on a crossroads. Kia is starting a new venture in her life. We know that she's got a, another exciting venture in a year's time where she'll be ordained. But before that happens, there's another new chapter in her life. Kia, would you like to come and tell us a little bit about what's
3: happening for you? So it's a big, big week for you too. So Toby was leaving the Duke of Kent about 18 months ago, and we were up with the head doing lots of leavers stuff. And uh, I was talking to the headmistress, Mrs. Fremont-Barnes, and she said, "Uh, do you think Lucy will come back? Because Lucy had started there and then gone to Wondersh and Shamley Green. And I said, well, I don't know, possibly. And I then said something that has changed the course of my life. (laughs) And I don't know where it came from. Well, probably do know where it came from. Completely off the cuff, completely tongue-in-cheek. And I sort of nudged her in an over-familiar fashion and said, "Um, don't suppose you need a school chaplain, do you? And she looked at me and she went, well, actually, I'm going to be advertising for one next January. Come and have coffee with me. Great! <laughs> so that's how it started. So completely off the cuff, completely unplanned, completely not my idea again. And I went and had coffee with her. She wanted to meet Debbie, so I brought Debbie up. We had lunch. And it was all feeling very natural, very exciting. It was, not, it was something I hadn't ever thought of or planned So I was very careful to spend some time discerning whether this was of God. And the way I did that was that I had a placement, again, coincidentally time-wise, I had to organize a placement, um, and I went and spent a month with Pete Maidment, who some of you might remember, who was our youth worker here, who was a school chaplain at Lord Wandsworth now. So I spent a month with him, and I thought, you know what, this is great, I love this met with Mrs. Freeman Barnes again. So over the course of about six to eight months, I spent in prayer, I spent talking to other people, I investigated it, and the more I thought about it, the more I held it, the more right it felt, and the more excited and enthusiastic I became about it. So fast forward to this year, beginning of January, and the advert went out, so obviously it's a post, it was advertised, I applied, had an interview in March, which was quite an informal chat, if I'm honest, and was offered with a job. So I had my first inset day on Friday, and um, it's very exciting. It's quite odd. I've been asked if it's odd, actually, going from parent to staff. And I have to say, so far, it's felt incredibly natural, and incredibly... It feels like I've sort of come home in a funny way. I feel very comfortable there. The ethos of the school is amazing. From every sort of step of the way throughout the course of my ordination so far, and with this next step... There are two words and two things that have been up on sort of the surface um, of, my, of my journey, and that is trust, I don't know what I'm doing half the time, and faith. Um, and those two things have grown hugely each step of the way. And this is another example of that for me, for me in my life, how actually God's got a plan. God knows what he's doing. Hold his hands, close your eyes, step forward, trust it'll be all right. Um, and so far, so good.
1: We would love to commission Kia today. Uh, this is part of her journey, but it's part of our journey because Kia is going to be ordained to minister within our church here, which is wonderful. But part of who she is will now be a school chaplain at Duke of Kent. And so all that she brings here will reflect what she's doing at Duke of Kent. And all that you take to Duke of Kent will be building from what goes on here as well. So the two are going to work very closely together. So we want to commission her. And I just wonder whether some of your home group, some of your close friends might like to come and gather around you. And we'll pray. And, And your husband and your daughter as well.
4: Lord, we thank you so much for all that you are doing in and through Kia. We thank you for who she is amongst us, and we thank you for who she is before you. And so now we pray, come Holy Spirit, to lead, equip, to fill, to enable all that you're calling her to this new and important and exciting role. We pray your riches blessing on her, your protection around her and around her home and family. And we pray, Lord, that you will use her in that school to glorify your name in the school itself and particularly in the lives of young people. And we pray this in the powerful name of Jesus Christ, our risen Lord. Amen.
1: A while ago, many years ago, Liz left to go to the unknown uh, to work in Tanzania, and you are going back to visit. It's not like going back to the unknown, but it's, it's going back, having been there and made that your home, and now it's not your home, and so it's a different way of going back. So Liz is going to come and tell us about her preparations for going back to visit Tanzania.
2: I do remember being very challenged by Abraham before I responded to God's call when I was rather resisting it. And I thought, well, I do know where I'm going. Um, Abraham didn't when I I knew where God was leading me in moving towards preparation to go overseas. But um, I do have this lovely opportunity to go back and visit people and go to one new area. I leave a week tomorrow and um, the first place I will be visiting is Kibondo Diocese, where Bishop Sospita, whom we've got to know here, especially uh, people who come on Thursdays, and very much looking forward to spending time with him and excited about it. But it's a bit scary as well. In fact, it's very scary. It's a long way, 700 miles or so across the country, and I'll get there by plane and road, on the, I go on the Monday, on the Wednesday, um, and spend uh, the next few days. Bishop Sospeter has asked me to do rather more than I had hoped. I've reduced the itinerary slightly (laughs) and reminded him that I am a bit older than when I was last there. (laughs) But one of the very exciting things is that on the Sunday when I'm in the diocese, they will be ordaining the first woman deacon a real milestone. She will be a permanent deacon until or if or when the province agrees to fully ordain women but it's still a huge milestone in the life of the church and help. I've been asked to preach so that is is somewhat scary. We'll also be sharing in uh, two confirmation uh, services around the diocese and seeing a lot of what's going on. Yes, I'm looking forward to it but it's quite daunting as well. Uh, I get back from that part of my journey and then head off on the bus, which takes nearly all day, to Dodoma, again, to meet up with people I know. Bishop Francis and Taruka and Miriam, and Bishop Francis was here some years ago. I'll be staying with them and uh, also have time to talk to the Central Tanganyika Press about the books. Back on the bus, to Dar es Salaam to meet up with my sister in law and two others as we head for Iringa, the last place where I worked. And again, it's meeting up with people I know and visiting some of the projects, uh, especially two projects that are sponsored by a trust that my brother set up before he died. Uh, so we're going to go and see those. We do have a few days. Uh, to relax on Zanzibar at the end, in just a couple of days. So the whole trip will be just over three weeks, a huge amount of travelling. So I do ask your prayers for safety uh, and protection as I travel. I've made as many plans as I can, but it is Africa, so who knows? And that I will be able to cope with things when they don't go to plan. And that as I meet up with people, I may be sensitive to what I am seeing, what they are sharing um, and sensitive to what God is saying through the situations I see, and be able to be an encouragement encouragement to um, Christian brothers and sisters who are pressing on with sharing the gospel with such challenges and limited material resources, huge spiritual resources, but limited material resources. And for my preparation in this next week, getting things finally together, I'm brushing up my Swahili, putting down some thoughts on paper about the things that I might um, share at the different services and as I meet up with people. So thank you very much.
1: Thank you. Thank you, Liz. some of you may have done new things some of you may have stepped out into areas that you've not done before several of our teenagers went off to soul survivor some of them for the first time some of them had been there before it was a new venue so that was new nobody knew what it was going to be like not even the organizers so there was a lot of newness there And we had some adults going along to help and to support them as well. I think we're going to start with Darren and then come over to Sarah. So Darren and Susanna went, and um, it's wonderful. I gather that lots of uh, massive support um, that you were there. But I've asked Darren if he'd come and and just share something about what it was like going somewhere new, going into a role that he hadn't done before, what it was like. um, Darren, thank you.
5: So yes, so I was asked to uh, to join Sarah and uh, take our youth up to Soul survival. Actually, I didn't need much convincing. I actually quite like to do something new, have a new challenge in life, so I class this as one. But there were concerns. So the first issue was getting over our worries and concerns. Actually, we only really had one as a family, and that was camping. <laughs> uh, Susanna was actually really dead against it. And I wasn't convinced whether she would actually go through with it, but bless her, she completely embraced it. But, you know, it was the complete unknown. I'd never been in a tent before, probably when I was a child. Um, and there we were, the whole family. Susanna and I were going in, but we took our blow-up m- double mattress. <laughs> and actually it turned out to be a bit of a glamp. So... <laughs> Yeah, so actually that was our only concern. Um, everything else was, was fine. The drive-ups, Anna drove the minibus. No real issues and concerns there. Obviously expectations of what it was that um, we were going to. We both had them. Um, my main one was that I would be able to assist our youth in some way, help, support, in just them developing their faith. That's what it was about. It was going to... Um, meet with the Lord um, and uh, I just hoped that I could help in some way. My other expectation was that I just needed a break. I haven't been able to get away on holiday this year so I classed uh, a few days away with the church as a holiday. The reality of getting there and as Debbie said we had a new venue, um, there were people within within our group the first time um, as we were, but the reality of it was we went away with a great bunch of people. I probably hadn't just sat down with all of them and had a good chat and just been with them. And it was great. It was really nice to see uh, people in different stages of their faith. Yeah, just actually really enjoying perhaps being away from mum and dad and just um, letting themselves go a bit. And I thought that was, that was really good. I think we were, we were blessed to have the setup that we did. When I looked around the, the campsites, I mean, it, it, was, it was very impressive. But so was ours. So our tents, you may have seen or not seen our tents. They are, um, as I said before, they're, they're glamping style. Um, and, and obviously this year, for the first time, we had our new marquee. And if you've not seen this thing yet, um, it's massive. <laughs> we were able to set up our kitchen and have all of our... Uh, Tables and chairs in there, everything. And it was a proper headquarters. And uh, I have put together a bit of a presentation that I'm hoping that we'll be able to see uh, just what went on and you'll get to see that. Just to finish off, just highlights. um, The worship was probably the biggest highlight for me. I've I've never been to something so big. About 4,000 teenagers in one place with... Probably a 1,000 adults supporting them. The production of this thing was absolutely amazing. And it was so good just to be together with so many different faiths. And there was literally the whole spectrum of faiths there. All under one roof, really just doing one thing. And that was worshipping the Lord. Absolutely amazing. The venue was fantastic. Could not fault it in any way. The showers were a bit ropey, but aren't they anywhere on a campsite? The the purpose-built arena that we were in, air-conditioned, carpeted floors, it was just everything we wanted, really. Lastly, the biggest highlight was clearly seeing the Holy Spirit working amongst people in in a big way. And if you've probably been to New Wine, you'll know what I mean. But it it took my breath away that um, heaven could come down to earth so close. And I will honestly, honestly keep that in my heart. On reflection, let's hope Sarah asks me to go again next year. (laughs) Thank you you very much.
1: But Sarah, do you want to come and add anything for now?
6: Um, Thank you, Darren. I'm not sure there's much I can add. That was brilliant. Thank you. But yeah, we had a great time this year. It was our second year going from Wallace Church. It was a group of 30 of us in total going from the youngest being... Ben Boswell was our youngest. I won't guess who was the eldest, but one of the Alfreds were the eldest. Um, so we had a whole range of our church family represented with everyone in between. Um, we had a great time of just being together, growing in friendship, pressing into what it is to know God in a deeper way. Um, and I think for each of us, there was um, a different experience from the previous year, but we've all come away with new life in our faith, and hopefully we'll be able to communicate a little bit more of that in the weeks to come. But yeah, bookings will be open next week, so if you've sparked a bit of interest in it,
1: um, I can be passing you forms and everything. But yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I think one of the themes that is coming out is that when we step out, supposedly into the unknown, it's not the unknown, because God is there before us. He goes ahead of us, and when we go following him, We meet him. I love that phrase, that heaven meets earth. And it's in those moments of trust, of when there's nothing in our own energy that we can give, that actually I I have nothing. All I can do is to rely on God and to take that baby step forward. And it may sometimes feel like a baby step. There is that sense in which when we take that baby step, God holds us and he takes us and we meet with him we encounter him in an amazing way. Abraham could only do what he did because God was with him. And that packing up and leaving, leaving his home, was only the first step of what God would ask him. This was a man in his 70s, and God said, I will make you the father of all nations. So he had that whole journey to come, trusting and believing that he and his wife would have a son, Then being asked to sacrifice that son. And only at the last moment did God intervene and say, no, it's fine, you don't need to. Step by step, Abraham heard God, heard his call and said yes. And that's all we need to do, is to say yes. The camping, I can understand. That is daunting. But we say yes and we put up with the ropey showers and the lack of sleep. Because in the arena, we meet God in an amazing way. And we see the Holy Spirit come in power on those around us. The Fakia, that idea of hearing God saying, perhaps there is something, and thinking, where has this come from? Why have I suddenly been talking about school chaplaincy? And realising that God is speaking, and the journey not always being completely straightforward. If it all happened within 24 hours, and God said, here you are, packed up nicely, neatly, But he's not like that. Sometimes we have to wait. But when we wait, sensing that God is with us, he reveals himself to us in an amazing way. Wherever you are today, whatever you are facing, take hope that with trust and faith God is with us and that he will do something more than we could ever ask or imagine.